Welcome to Russia, Peter. Man, Russia has the hottest and ugliest women in the world. All tens and ones. Wow! Whoa. Wow! Whoa. Wow! Whoa. Whoa. Ah, oh, I'm a whoa. Let me tell you something. That's the kind of groupthink mob mentality that's dumbing down America and flushing your brains down the toilet. Oh, my God, President Putin. What are you doing here? Husband write me impertinent email. Says any American can beat up any Russian. I am here to prove him wrong. You're gonna beat up my husband? Unless he American chicken. Did you just call me chicken? Yes, chicken. Fikrei, fikrei, fikrei. Sound different in Russia. Nobody calls me chicken. Outside, now. Well, boys, I reckon this is it. Nuclear combat toe-to-toe -to -toe with the Ruskies. <gasps> Justin Trudeau, the hunky prime minister of Canada? He's not that hunky. Very weak borders. I was just kayaking past, and it looked like you guys could use some help. Everything okay? No, yeah, we're good. He touched my daughter, but I punched him like a hundred times, so we're fine now. I punched you like a million times. I punched you infinity times. I punched you infinity plus one times. Damn it! Right on. Well, then, I'll just go do some awesome Canada stuff. Hey, call me if you ever need help moving. Trudeau, away! That guy's the best. You know who's really the best? Putin. Putin's the best. Yes, he is. Putin is the best. Ha! I write this part. Am I not to be a stinker? Well, did I do it right this time? I'm thinking you did this time, Rabbi Dave. Jeez. I've never had this much trouble starting a show before. Ever. Yeah. Uh, we've had some challenges at times before, but I don't know. No, no. I mean, I flubbed some lines here, and I've done things where I have to start over. because you know, yeah. But I just keep forgetting. It's a three-tiered process here on the on the What the Frock show, and I forgot all three. So this is take, what, four? <laughs> this is take four, yeah. Minus a few cuss words. Oh, you want me to put those back? I can do that. No, you don't have to. <laughs> sure your son-in-law would appreciate it, right? Oh, yeah. As much as yeah. he loves the show. He does. He'll be mentioning he was a few so excited. Yeah. Soon. Right? What? How's, how's the kids doing? How's the grandkids the doing? Kid, the kids, grandkids are doing really well. Um, they're, they're growing a little bit. You know, they're still like two and a half pounds or a little less than that, actually. It's less than my coffee weighs. Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. But health-wise, they seem to be doing well. Um, so we're hoping that at some point when they get to come home, that we'll get to go out and visit. That'll be cool. Yeah, George is a George is a heck of a place. I, I was I liked it when I lived there. Um, it's hot. Don't try not to go in August. No, it's, and if you if you do it'll go be in August, like May, if you do go in August, take lots of towels. <laughs> Because you will need them. It's a humid, humid place, particularly yeah. depending on where you are. If you're in North Georgia, like Tacoa, that area, it's fine. It's northern Atlanta yeah, suburbs area. Absolutely miserable there. Yeah. Anyway, they love it there. So, you know, I liked it. I, it wasn't. Uh, it wasn't my top ten places to live. Atlanta's not on that list, but but I did enjoy it while I was there. I uh, made the best of it and had a good time, made a lot of good friends and ate a lot of good food, mm -hmm. a lot of good food, but Mexican food in Georgia just sucks. I'll tell you that. Yeah. It's just not good. <laughs> See, I'm spoiled living in California for about 20 years. Yeah. You just can't. I, outside of Texas, Arizona, New Mexico, and California, as just, it, it's, you might as well just go to Taco Bell because that's what it yeah. is. Sorry. Yeah, the Don't mean Mexican ends. food is great. Is Central Valley, California? Oh man. Dang. We got a uh, we got a truck here now around the corner from my house. Do you? Tacos Micho Michoacan. Michoacan, yeah. Which is an interesting thing because Michoacan, I didn't know this until this morning, and I actually texted Rod and Bill this morning about this. Michoacan is where that kept Mech. 
avocados from Mexico. That's where they come from. Okay. I don't know where Michoacan is, but that's where the only authorized, only authorized avocados mm -hmm. can come to the United States from. So every time you see a avocados from Mexico, they're talking about avocados from Michoacan, which is okay. why avocados from Mexico are not being imported right now. Yeah. This is uh this is kind of a disaster. I noticed that they, the government waited until after the Super Bowl to do this, but yeah. And the advertisements or whatever. They're right. <laughs> Apparently now this is bizarre to me. And I was watching this story this morning and I'm texting Rod and Bill going, this is just bizarre. Do you know why? Well, you know why? Cause I've told you why, but the rest of you, do you know why avocados from Mexico are not being imported right now? No, Dave, tell us why. Because, and I'm not making this up. The drug cartels in Mexico are using avocados from Pueblo to launder money. And they're selling the avocados from Pueblo to the people in Michoacan, the, the dealers in Michoacan, mm -hmm. who are passing them off to us as avocados from Michoacan, which they are not. <gasps> and apparently... I don't really know what the deal is, but apparently the avocados from Pueblo are not acceptable to the United States. I don't know. Maybe and it's, maybe that's pesticides or some other. Kind well, of it's unclear thing. to me if it's that or if it is related to the drug laundering process. And by which I don't mean they're washing their drugs. I mean, they're using the avocados yeah. as a cash business, which is really funny because every time we drive past the taco truck here, uh -huh. My wife and I joke about it being, a, they have a big sign that says cash only, yeah. which means to me, <laughs> it's a money laundering truck, but you know, seems like every barber in Oakdale is cash only too. So maybe they're laundering money as well. Well, oddly enough, much the North American hemisphere is getting ready to be cash only, isn't it? It pretty much is. Yeah. We have watched this week as Canada, one of my favorite places is gone the term for it there's a word for it in english and i can't, can't remember oh yeah batshit crazy yeah it's gonna say batshit yeah that's canada has gone bsc as i refer to it um this started on wednesday afternoon i guess mm -hmm. wednesday ish the website that people were using to donate to the truckers which is called give send go Mm -hmm. since GoFundMe shut down any donations to the Canadian truckers, this yeah. other website stepped in, Give, Send, Go, which as it turns out is run by Christian fundamentalists mm -hmm. who apparently know less than a Mexican avocado about how to secure their website. Yeah, with enough, with enough time, someone can get in. It's well, apparently they didn't even need time. Well, yeah, because two newspapers managed to do this. One, the Washington times, the other, the salt Lake tribune, which is not a paper you put at the top of the list. When you're thinking about newspapers that go hacking into websites, mm -hmm. their exact words were, we reviewed a copy of the information. Sure. Because they can't admit to it because that's actually a computer fraud and abuse act violation. If they've actually broken into it. Right. This left the sensitive information of 92,000 donors unprotected on the website. Go give, send, go. 92,000 people's information was left out there. Which the Salt Lake Tribune and the Washington Times got. And in the tradition of journalists everywhere, they decided that, you know what we should do here? We should start calling these people and ask them about their donation. <laughs> so since it happened to have emails, there were 616 donations from credit cards with a Utah zip code donations, totaling $42,000. Roughly the average was approximately $67, which I, you know, even the Salt Lake Tribune can do math, which is sure. amazing. Uh, the tribute is working to confirm the identity of several of the donors. Most of the emails were from Gmail or similar platforms because people aren't as stupid as they think they are. 
but some donors use their work professional or edu accounts yeah that, edu. That's, yeah and it appears that at least one donor is a quote unsuccessful candidate for municipal office <laughs> the largest donation was two grand from somebody in sandy utah there were a pair of a thousand dollar donations from mapleton and orem the remaining contributions were five hundred dollars or less and came from all across utah the database included messengers left for donors some referenced Bible verses, of course, because it's Utah. Sure. And a Christian website. Oh, yeah. But most of the others were some variation on freedom and standing up to tyranny or just a simple thank you. There were 145 uses of the word freedom. I talked about this on my show this week. The word freedom mm -hmm. has been, has Verboten. been weaponized. Verboten. Yeah. Tyranny was referenced 16 times in the Utah data. Let's go, Brandon. This is a great sentence for the Salt Lake Tribune. You ready? Sure. Let's go, Brandon. Only appeared 11 times. Only? Okay. They're disappointed that, by that. That would be enough to get you kicked off an Allegiant flight. Oh, uh, let's see. Hopefully, after you save Canada, you can come to the U.S. and save us next, said a Cedar City donor. Uns unsurprisingly, the messages were not free from conspiracy theories. Uh, two, me two messages reference the fantastical claim that Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau is the love child of former Cuban dictator Fidel Castro. <laughs> is that really a conspiracy theory? Is that really? Well, I don't know. There's a link here. I, I mean, I, I'm just going to go out on a limb here and say that I don't necessarily believe conspiracy theory you know i'm not a conspiracy guy but if i'm going to believe a conspiracy theory that's one i want to believe oh yeah that's that's the that's the fox molder poster behind me the, the i want to believe love child right justin trudeau is the bastard love child of fidel castro and who that's the question mark right where in the world is carmen san diego <laughs> yes i don't know who the mom, who the, who would be the mother in that? That's the question. Now I'm sure that let's see here. Justin Trudeau, Justin true. I don't know how to spell Trudeau. It's French and Castro. I don't know if there's any people out there saying who the, who the is Justin. Let's see. Okay. So Jordan Peterson has a clip with Adam Sosnick where they discuss whether or not it is. Uh, da, 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 da. there's just doesn't seem to be, well, I don't know. Where did the conspiracy theory about Justin Trudeau being the son of, uh, you'd be happy. There's a, there's a Snopes site here that says, no, he's not. Okay. There you go. Well, yeah. Snopes says it's true. It's gotta be at some least. dude named Zvad Gogeshvili, an openly anti-vax Facebook user published a photo collage depicting the Canadian prime minister and his mother, Margaret Trudeau and the former Cuban Fidel, Cuban president, Fidel Castro. Collage includes close-ups of the faces of Justin Trudeau and Fidel Castro, which is probably being used to emphasize their similarities. Justin on the left, Fidel on the right, and Fidel and Justin's mother in the middle. So. <laughs> Zavad Gogi that's got to be a troll. Yeah, it can't be an actual conspiracy theory. Well, I have this theory about conspiracy theories, which is that they're all, the purpose of them is to make money. That's why people mm -hmm. make Hal Turner, the radio show host. This is, this is, his, this is his spiel. You know, I'm mm -hmm. going to tell you this fantastical story. If you send me 30 bucks. Now look, yeah. on my website, I have a Ko-Fi link or coffee link. Sorry. I call it Ko-Fi, but it's pronounced coffee. You can send me three bucks and, you know, yay, buy me some coffee. And thanks to those of you that have, by the way. Um, but I'm not going to, I'm not selling you anything. I mean, you're yeah. just, you're just saying, Hey Dave, love what you do. Here's a cup of coffee and I drink it. That's it. Yeah. That's, that's the extent of our relationship. But I'm thinking to myself, I should start a, a super secret, ultimate secret level thing yeah. where if you send me say a thousand dollars, then I tell you some fantastical story about something. Sub story, a sub story. Right. That will make you 
because because I'll I'll use anonymous sources. Mm-hmm. It'll sound like I really know what I'm talking about. I'll make lots of money. You'll get a conspiracy theory that you can you can share with all your friends. You can and everybody give them the, will be happy. Give them a photoshopped picture or something too. Right, right. And believe me, I I have a vivid imagination. I can make up some stories. In fact, one of the things that frustrates me in my life is that I have millions of stories in my head, and I think to myself while I'm walking and stuff, I should write this down. This would be a great yeah. story. This would be a great plot. <laughs> I'm not making this up. I've been doing yeah. this since I was in high school. I used to walk a mile uphill in the snow each way to high school. Not kidding. I'm not making that up. <laughs> and while I was walking, I would think of these fantastical stories and I'd never write them down. Did it while so I was you, on the boat. You've, you've now forgotten more of those stories than you'll, than you'll ever know. I have. They all usually revolve around me being, you know, this amazingly wise, smart, mm-hmm. good looking, and you know, well-dressed hero, but you know, other people have made millions writing books like that. Clive Cussler did it. So why can't I (laughs) anyway, you got to start first. Speaking of weird theories. So the Salt Lake Tribune, the bot and the Washington times have been calling people. They've been calling and emailing people. Did you make this donation? Did you, and there's actually a a business in, is it Ottawa? that they doxed her. They put, they put out here that this business person has donated and has been helping the truckers huh. and the, the anti trucker people have shut her down. And yeah. She's that's, like, so that should be in some ways that should be criminal. I mean, you didn't be. get the information through, it was like ill gotten gains. You got that information illegally. And then you use it to publicly dox somebody and they get shut down. They should be held responsible. Do you think that if conservatives were doing this to lift leftists, do you think that that's not what they would be screaming about? We need legislation oh, yeah. to stop they this. Would. I mean, it's, it's crazy. So I don't think you need criminal legislation. I mean, it's already against the law to have that data. They shouldn't have it. Even if they're a journalist, it's also against shouldn't. the law to speed. Yeah. And rob yeah. banks. But you know, you know, civilly, they should be able to go after him for, for damages. Shouldn't be able to, should be against the law to sell drugs and for criminals to have guns. But oddly enough. Yeah. Doesn't seem to work that way. Laws don't work. So I'm not saying that I'm saying laws aren't written for people that laws are written for people that. uh, So I, I've always said, you know, when you have them, you know, if you do not have a moral society, a society that's got a set of more moral standards that they live by, all you have left is rule of law. That's it. Yeah, that's laws. all you got left in Canada because that's what Trustin Trudeau, the love child of Fidel Castro, has been saying yeah. all week. We, we have to enforce the law. The law, which he has now made, yeah. saying you in can't In emergency powers. Right. Which is what dictators do. Yeah. I don't We're going to get some kind of Facebook notice for this, I'm sure. I, <laughs> Well, I don't, I don't want to name the dictator, but we all, we're all familiar with dictator that this has is a better budget, right? Right. right. <laughs> <laughs> and served in the military, which and served on the military. did not, um, you know, four days after he became chancellor of a, of a country that's sucking up to Russia right now, uh, <laughs> the Reichstag burned down and he turned that into an emergency. Oh yeah. And 14 years later, we had to. We had to finally deal with that. Anyway, in Canada, where, so, so in Salt Lake City, that's going on in Washington, D.C., that's going on. In Canada, where this has been going on, mm-hmm. the government has started freezing the bank accounts of these people yeah. who they found on this list, which led to yesterday a run on the bank, supposedly. Now, you're not going to find any news stories anywhere mm-hmm. about this. Not one. But you will find. Posts plenty. if you go visit certain areas of social media that haven't been Trudeaued yet. Yeah. So people are going, well, I better go get my money out of the bank. And so they did. Well, the problem is banks. I don't know how many of you knew this. You give the bank a thousand dollars. The bank is only required to keep 10% of that on hand. Yeah. 
So what? Hundred dollars? It's the liquidity. Yeah, they right. they don't they in, they invest and they ship off and they loan at high interest rates to, to oh, yeah. the other nine hundred dollars. So if you walk in the door and say, "I want my thousand dollars," as long as you're the only person that does it, it's okay. Yeah. But when half the people that are in that bank start doing it, that's you a, got problem. a problem. They got to shut it down. Right. That's um. It's that miracle on thirty. No. What's the one with the angels getting their wings? Jimmy Stewart. Um, it's the damn the wonderful life. Wonderful life. It's a wonderful life. It's a run yeah. on the bank. Yeah. Right. They don't have that kind of money. Well, the bank's going to go bust. It's 1929. It's 1930. Bank runs. Mm-hmm. Government shut everything down. So apparently the government yesterday shut down banks in Canada. Mm-hmm. Now they're not saying that they did, but you know, in this case, two plus two equals four. Government tried to freeze accounts. People went to the bank to get their money. Banks shut down. Now, and now the people that didn't have frozen accounts are complaining because they can't get their money. They can't get their money. Right. So in the middle of all that, Canada started seizing crypto accounts. Mm-hmm. And this morning, or actually was it Thursday morning? Wouldn't have been this morning because this is Sunday. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. You said knowingly. (laughs) So Thursday morning, the federal government of the United States, the Federal Bureau of Investigation, which is allowed to spy on you because of the Patriot Act, Mm -hmm. which I talked about on Thursday, not today, on my show. The FBI announced that they were starting a cryptocurrency investigation unit with a direct mandate and remit to investigate and seize crypto accounts. Yeah. I don't think for a thousand dollars, I could make a, I don't think I could make up a better conspiracy theory for you. I mean, I, this is all real folks. This is, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm not making any of this up. Yeah. But you can feel free to send me a thousand dollars if you want. Crypto, right. right? Crypto. No, I think I'd rather have the cash. <laughs> Gold. <laughs> Gold would be nice. So my problem with crypto, and, and I know you're heavily involved in crypto. Well, I wouldn't say heavily, but I am involved, yeah. Compared to me, you are. I mean, I have a crypto account. Do you know what its balance is? No. Zero. Because I started looking at it going, okay, it makes sense in a really weird kind yeah. of cosmic way. But then I started doing my taxes. They started asking me questions about, do you have any crypto? <laughs> it's like, then I started remembering Rod talking to me about crypto yeah, I, and taxes. I have to do- I have to do taxes this year for a bunch of crypto trades. So I'll let you know how that goes. I thought I just don't need that headache right now. Just don't. So I didn't buy any, especially since we got screwed over on the child tax credit anyway. Oh yeah. Cause we should have said, no, we don't want it, but we didn't because you see that $250 we got a month that we got for six months for Ben mm-hmm. was taxable income. Well, no, it's your child tax credit being paid out in advance. Oh, <laughs> so, so that you two hundred fifty dollars doesn't do anything for you. I don't, it doesn't do anything for us in a month. I mean, it's just pizza no. money. That's all it is. But that eighteen hundred dollars that we would have gotten on our tax return—that's a house payment, yeah. or a car repair, or you know that—and and instead. We got, we almost got, we almost got you, you owe. Yeah. There was one thing that saved us from having to owe. And that was my charitable nature, which for once I could actually prove. Yeah. <laughs> and so we didn't know. We didn't get anything back because they took, they, they paid it out in advance. And I, again, I, you know, my cousin says this all the time. He says, there are, there are position changing and life changing situations with money. Mm-hmm. That $250 didn't change anybody's life. It didn't change no. anybody's situation. That $1,800 we would have gotten couldn't change something. I mean, it can, yeah. but, but no. So that's why I don't do crypto. Cause I'm afraid, I'm afraid if I do crypto somehow or another, I'm going to screw it up and I'm going to end up owing money. Well, and so I went into it, treating it like it was gambling money. Right. So I, I took money that I wasn't going to necessarily miss. And I started out with, I think about $800 in it. Um, 
And so I've just, uh, you know, it's, that was over time. That wasn't, that was over like a six month period. I was putting money into the crypto and then I watched it as it kind of grew and went up. And then this last year I tried trading. And so that's when, when you do the trading is when you have to do the, now I have to spreadsheets. I've got to turn into the IRS about all my trades and, and the profits and stuff that I made. And you had to keep those spreadsheets or they keep them for you and you. Well, they keep them for me. I can, I can download that information. I'm hoping it can just upload into TurboTax. See, Rod and I were talking about this. The, the good friar and I were talking about this in the middle of the GameStop thing. Cause yeah, Friar I, cook was one of those people. I did. I did. I had, he was so I had excited. Other, he was so excited. I'm making so much money. I did. I actually made it that, you know, I took, I took, was it? $800 and I turned it into about 2,500 and then, oh, well, and then I sold it and then I reinvested and I diversified a little bit more, but then I'm looking at my taxes now and I've got to claim, you know, about a $2,000 capital. Uh, gain. Yeah. Capital gain. <laughs> so like I said, my taxes are going to be fun this year with the crypto and the, and the GameStop investment. I'm not saying I shouldn't be doing it, nor am I saying it's a bad idea. What I'm saying is that I personally just didn't want the headaches this year. And that's why I didn't do it. It's a learning experience, man. You got to learn every day, right? However, when it comes to gambling money, I did put 20 bucks on the Rams and I gave the four points. (laughs) Ouch. I was so mad at the Bengals for that sack. It's like, are you kidding? Just kick the damn field goal, tie the game, and let the Rams score a touchdown to win. <laughs> nope, can't do that. <sighs> anyway, you should be nervous right now because the Canadian government is seizing funds. Yeah. Sure seems to me like the government, the United States government, which by the way, I already can do this, is leaning that direction. And the slippery slope that this is, the Salt Lake Tribune, the Washington Post are calling people who are on a list from an unprotected website put together by people with cabbage for brains. But, hey, they're doing it for Jesus, so it's okay, right? At any rate. They're forgiven, right? What happens when they start going through people's social media? Mm-hmm. Oh, you made a post supporting the Canadian trucker. You made a Let's Go Brandon, you bought a Let's Go Brandon t-shirt. Yeah. Can we see a time where they start taking the same actions based on that? That could, that could really happen. I mean, you're seeing some of that, you know, based off of, they're trying to cancel people with those political beliefs. What happens when Bank of America or your bank, whatever it is, see people tell me all the time, why are you with Bank of America? Bank of America sucks. I know that. I know Wells Bank Fargo of America. Wells, Wells Fargo sucks too. There's no good bank, but Bank of America has a particular reputation for being the worst of the worst. I love here's the thing. Union. Here's the thing. I have literally had the same bank account since 1982. Okay. When I opened it, it was CNS Bank. Then it mm-hmm. became Sovereign Bank. Then it became Nations Bank. Then it became U.S. Bank. And then it became something else bank. And then it became bank of America. So why should I change? We have, we have an, uh, we have a different bank that we use for everything. Literally the only thing I use my bank of America out for anymore is route through stuff mm-hmm. or direct deposits because I disabled, I get a disability payment and I don't want to fiddle around. I hate <laughs> you all don't want to change the changing all that stuff. Right. So, <laughs> so that's literally it. Yeah, I and went I, to credit union years ago. Yeah, I, I should. love my credit union. Well, I actually went to the Bank of America because I used to have the uh, the savings account that went with mm-hmm. it. So they would round off each transaction. So if I spent ninety three cents, they would spend they would seven cents to the savings account. But then they would charge me for the savings account. Yeah, five dollars a month. And so when I stopped using my Bank of America account. They're still charging me the $5, even though I'm not putting anything into the savings account. So I went down yeah. and closed it. They were like, well, why are you closing it? You're Cause I don't use it. And yeah. you're charging me $60 a year to not use it. Anyway, point of all this is <laughs> when do they start going through my statements going, Hey, he bought this and that's not approved. He bought or a he, gun. Well, that's not on there. I paid cash for that. 
So, <laughs> but, and I also bought it in 1993. So in another state <laughs> at any rate, um, I still have the receipt, by the way, what was I going to say? How long until they start doing that? And, and what becomes the, the flashpoint for it? Is it just the let's go Brandon? Is it just the Canadian truckers? How soon till it's, well, you donated to this religious group yeah. or this political group or this political party, or you bought this book mm-hmm. that we don't approve of. And then what are we going to do? And I'm a little nervous. I know you're uptight about some other stuff. We'll get into it in just a minute, but that's, uh, this has got me uncomfortable and it's not a conspiracy theory because it's actually happening right now in Salt Lake city, Washington, DC and Canada. And I don't know where this is going to end up, but I know that, um, I couldn't dream up a conspiracy theory that would be. If you'd have said this was going to happen to me two years ago, I would have laughed at you, but said, you're insane. And now I'm afraid to turn on the news because I'm not getting that. I'm getting Ukraine's about to be invaded. uh, How bad we're doing on the Olympics. Yeah. Let's circle back to that one too. Cause that's, uh, there was quite the headline today in Yahoo news about the Olympics, which was both amusing and concerning. Stay with us. It's what the frock will be right back. This is Bill Mick from Bill Mick Live on WMMB in Melbourne, Florida. Hope you're enjoying listening to my buddy Dave or my buddies Dave and Rod, either way. Always good to hear them, and you can join me as well. I'm on Eastern Time, 6 to 9 a.m. every day at BillMick.com. Hit the Listen Live link, and you can pick up the podcast there as well morning conversation about the space coast florida and the country we do it every day bill mcclough on wmmb now get back to dave or dave and rob well as we come back we there there's a new movement that's been coming out and there's been other radio hosts that have written books and they're they're bringing concerns about it it's, it's this esg score and and what it stands for is environmental, social, and governance score that, that organizations are, are adopting. And what's happening is it's becoming like a social credit system or a social credit score where if, if you don't score high enough on the environment or social issues that you're going to be ranked lower. And it may affect how you can borrow money as a business. And how are they going to know how you score on this thing? Well, they're, they're keeping track of this. The, so the financial institutions are actually keeping track of this. And so I am not the expert on this subject, but it, it's, been, it's been coming out more and more. Um, right now, they're saying ESG ratings are used by investors when looking at potential investments to determine whether or not they'll be able to get a good return on their investment based off of environmental and social governance. And so... Uh, Basically, the, the concern that we're seeing, there's, there's been some conservatives, but there's actually been, I wouldn't call them conservatives. They're more liberal-minded people and not leftists. There's a big difference between leftists and progressives versus the classical liberal sense that have been raising the, the idea that, hey, this is going to be basically the social credit score system that can even eventually will filter down into us. As to what well, we is, might be able to do. Is this similar to what we hear about in China? Sorry, yeah. West Taiwan, where they have West the social, Taiwan, credit, yeah. Yeah, social credit score. Yeah, that's that's exactly what the fear is, is that it, it could easily go to that, where businesses could be shut down or wouldn't have access to funding or wouldn't be able to, to do things based off of that score. Who the heck thinks that this is a good idea? I mean, what, pe- what's the mindset that says, hey, that's what we need here? Well, Dave, don't you want to be, you know, aren't you for the environment or aren't you for social justice issues? And, um, you know, it's, it's the, don't you wear a COVID mask? Yeah. COVID mask. Seriously. I mean, what, you know, let's go Brandon. Oh, Ooh, Ooh, you're one of those Trumpers. Aren't you? Last year during the, uh, was it last? So when, when was it? It was, uh, January, 2020, I guess. Yeah. What was the hashtag? Stop the steal. Yeah. I actually had a post that I put on Facebook that got taken down by Facebook because it was hashtag stop the steal. 
Hmm. But it was a picture of Steve Yeager. Yeah. The great catcher for the Los Angeles Dodgers throwing out a runner at second base. Stop the steal. They took that down. Yeah. And it's like, well, my, my ESG score is going to go down here, isn't it? I, this, you know, again, this is the kind of thing that you say to yourself, this would never happen here. It can't happen here. There's too many people here smart enough to know better. And yet, it, I don't know if it's groupthink, if it's type of a type of groupthink where the, you've got these people that are, or, or maybe it is a power move that they're in power and they want to do this now while they can and to solidify the power that they have. Okay. But who does this knowing that you've got 200 million Americans with firearms? What's the thought process that goes through? Yeah, this is the question that I ask all the time about second amendment, people who want to do it with the second amendment. What are you going to do? Go door to door and take people's guns away from them? Yeah. It's not going to go well for you. You can't even get the illegal immigrants out of the country, right? Oh, they don't want to. Well, they don't want to, but you can't even stop that even if you wanted to. Just think if we passed a law saying that this was, you know, you had to do this, then, you know, just like when we pass a law saying you can't rob a bank or mm-hmm. murder somebody or sell drugs. It'll be, well. it'll be applied selectively like they do now. I don't know, man. I, I see what happens in China, sorry, West Taiwan. Got to get that right. Cause yeah. you know, they get upset if you don't call them by the right name. So West they, Taiwan, they do. Um, I see what happens over there and it, 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 you say to yourself, well, that's just a communist dictatorship. But then you turn around here and you got Justin Trudeau declaring the love child of Fidel yeah. Castro in case you forgot declaring emergency powers, using those emergency powers to seize bank accounts, arrest mm-hmm. people, or at least threaten to arrest people. I don't know that they actually arrested anybody. Seize property. They, they, they have arrested some people. Um, it's starting to hit the news where they're, they're arresting the leadership of the organization. Well, yeah, that's or, what you do. You arrest the leaders yeah. and then cut the head off the snake and the rest of the people, the rest of the body of the snake will die, right? That doesn't work that's for grassroots theory. movements, though. <laughs> well, these people are smart, man. I mean, isn't that what he said? He's, he's really smart and they're really dumb, so yeah. they need to listen to him. I mean, I was paraphrasing his speech the other day, but good Lord, you wonder what the heck's going on with these people. It's, it's, it's a little unnerving and it's too much to have happen all at once. That's mm-hmm. it. It can't be moving this fast. And I'm wondering if the general reaction of the American populace, because there's no way that a majority of America supports this. There's just no way mm-hmm. I refuse to believe that. So are we all looking at it going, well, this can't really be happening. And so since we don't believe that it really can happen, we just sort of go, Eh. Well, I think you've got 50% of the people, right, that are that are all for the environmental issues and the social justice issues. They don't see this they don't see this framework as the negative as that it actually is because it hasn't hit them because it's all for their ideas, right? It's all for what they think is good. Right. It's so. one of the it's one of the interesting plot lines I guess in the book 1984 is that all the people that led the revolution that put big brother in power mm-hmm. are dead. Yeah. Some of them confessed to changing to, to, you know, portraying the revolution, but then they died. <laughs> it's just a weird, weird thing, I guess, man. I don't know. Speaking of uh, people who will do whatever they're told to do, governor zero today announced that the indoor mask mandate. See, last week we ended the outdoor mask mandate mm-hmm. next week. Not, okay. not right away. Two weeks. We're going to, because the virus mask. knows, right? That's right. And everybody, everybody kind of stared at each other, go, we have an outdoor mask mandate. <laughs> but I didn't know that. Sure. Couldn't tell by Seahawk games. I can tell you mm-hmm. that. So anyway, he'll, he'll another press conference today. Sorry. On Thursday, he held another press conference last Thursday. He held another press conference because <laughs> Today is Sunday. It's very important. You must remember this above all else or else anything that happens follows here will not seem magical to you. Right. Yes. Today is Sunday. So on Thursday, he held a uh, press conference at which he announced that he was going to end the indoor mask mandate March 21st. And was met immediately with the question of 
why March 21st? Why not? Because yeah. it's the spring solstice, of course. It was the of answer course, I gave yeah. someone. That's, yeah. that's why it's spring. It's the first Yay. day of spring, yeah. No. Nobody knows why he picked March 21st versus March 1st, March 31st. Yeah. The remarkable thing about it is on the particular website where I was following this was the instantaneous outrage from the branch Covidians. He wants people to die. Doesn't he understand <laughs> that springtime is when this is going to spread the most? Yeah. It's they're religious zealots, man. Well, Cammy and I, after talking about this and watching this, decided we'd had enough. And so we went and got a nice lunch today. Sorry, Thursday, we went and got a nice lunch. Yeah. Following which we did what we do every day. We went to Cammy's favorite coffee place to get coffee, which uh, I won't name, but it rhymes with Starbucks. Okay. Don't send me your email saying, my wife loves Starbucks. I love my wife. Mm -hmm. So I'm thinking two words here. The second one is off to yeah. you people sending me your emails going, dang, it. at any rate, um, we, we went to the, to the Starbucks. I actually sent Rod the picture of this on Thursday. I sent um, him the picture of this. Amazing. Every barista in that building. And we're in the drive-thru. So I'm just looking through yeah. the window. I took a picture through the window and sent it. To, I had to wait until they were all facing kind of sideways. In a way yeah. I didn't want, anyway. Every single one of them wearing two masks. Yeah. The day, literally an hour after Inslee announces that the mask mandate, the indoor mask mandate will end on March 21st, a month away. Maybe they're waiting for the, 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 the first, you know, down to one mask mandate, right? To, you know, so the two mask mandate is going to end down. To, so you're only at one mask. I, I so wanted to ask, why are you wearing two masks? Mm -hmm. I so wanted to ask, but I knew that if I did, I ran the very real possibility of having my Starbucks social score. Yeah. Being lowered. Cause we, your, your black coffee might not necessarily be black when you get it. Right. Plus it would piss off my wife because I would ruin our Starbucks experience. And it's not like we don't have four of them here in town. So no, I'm serious. We have four Starbucks in Silverdale. Oakdale four. has two. Oakdale has two. Little old Oakdale. Four Starbucks within, within a mile of each other. Yeah. It's like, oh, well, I guess people like their coffee, but it's not that good. It's good, but it's not that good. I mean, it's anyway. So the good news is start worrying about your ESG because yep. again, th this is free folks. I'm not, I'm not asking for anything for this. I mean, if you mm -hmm. want to buy me a cup of coffee on my website, go ahead. But, but in the meantime, I'm not, you, this isn't even the super secret group where I'm making crap up yeah. to, uh, to Hal Turner you. We, you know, we should automatically give our show a really high ESG score and just claim it, right? Name it and claim it. The highest ESG score known to man. There you go. We could do to, that. To infinity and beyond. Right. Nobody has a, no, no podcast has a higher ESG rating than we do. <laughs> bet it would work. That's yeah. the sad part. I bet it would. Stay with us. We'll be right back. I don't relish telling you this, but it's kind of a big deal. Really? A big deal? Deal. Deal. The Portland Pickles baseball team. Oh, I don't want to get started on baseball right now because I'm so pissed off about baseball right now. It's not even funny. The, the owners and the players met today. I'm sorry. They met on Thursday because this is Sunday. Yeah. All right. They met. On Thursday, 
for 15 minutes. Okay. Productive, I guess. Maybe not. And then left. We're in the middle of a lockout. We're in the middle of a you know work stoppage. They met for 15 freaking minutes. The day spring training pitchers and catchers are supposed to report. That's it. Anyway, don't get me started on Major League Baseball because I'm really pissed off about it right now. <laughs> kind of a big deal. The Portland Pickles baseball team says that their beloved mascot, Dylan T. Pickle, has been stolen. <gasps> They're seeking the public's help, bringing him home safely. All started in the Dominican Republic, where Dylan was making an appearance at a Caribbean baseball series. He was due to return to Oregon is where Portland is, for those of you not keeping up, via New York City on January 31st. A week later, the tween, the teen, team, geez, tweeted out, team tweeted, the team tweeted, say that 15 times fast. Peter Piper picked the pickle peppers. <laughs> they tweeted out some jarring news, an alert message from Delta Airlines showing that the bag he was traveling in had been lost somewhere the John F. Kennedy International Airport. You win one championship this century and you think you're too good for storage on an airplane, the Collegiate Summer League team tweeted. As the days passed, the team put out multiple APBs, which stands for All Pickles Bulletin, sharing miss- missing posters and call <laughs> cross help. <laughs> There's tweets, examples here. Team stressed multiple times that the whole thing just wasn't some prank gone sour. Dylan the Pickle has a reputation for hijinks. Still, team officials are assuring the public that they're not gherking, gherking anyone's chain. Oh, God. He needs to show up at the, at the Ottawa truck rally. We're definitely known for being funny and joking around a lot on social media, so we understand it's the kind of boy who cried wolf scenario. But this is definitely not a joke. Dylan's ter- story took a turn on Thursday is today is Sunday when the team shared that Delta had found the mascot and delivered him to his office. But hours later, but, but after hours and with no notification. So instead of being welcomed back with open arms, he was snatched from the front of the port from the front porch around 5 a.m. local time and carried away again. Ring doorbell footage shows a man wearing a jacket, hat, over the ear headphones and a backpack, grabbing the canvas bag and walking down the building steps. This has turned from a mistake by Delta into a crime, the pickle tweeted. They are calling on the people of Portland to aid in Dylan's safe return, offering a reward for information and a no questions asked return. So if all we got to do is, you know, provide information, right? Yeah. Huffman filed a police report. The police, Portland Police Bureau confirmed that they did. They told the station that Dylan is priceless and estimated it would cost $1,000 or more to place the costume. He's priceless to $1,000. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, seriously. I'm, I'm sure the Portland PD is going to get right on that predicament. Yeah, they got nothing else to do. Seriously. He's, I mean, voodoo donuts look for pickle costume. <laughs> seriously. He's going to tell someone that he stole a pickle mascot that can't be kept a secret. He's, they tweeted, you need to do the right thing. They tweeted to the criminal. Meanwhile, <laughs> the team laments its fermented loss. Continues to plead for help. Uh, you know, there's me saying WTF, you know, the, they should really, if, if they're really that upset about it, they should get a support animal, Dave. Yeah. They should really not a know, support find pickle? comfort. Well, it's support pickle, I suppose, but, uh, you know, out in Kanajahari, New York, Ellie, the potbelly pig snuggles up to Wyvern flat when he watches TV and sometimes rolls over to let him pet her belly. The 110 pound pig is family flat said an emotional support animal who helped him through a divorce and the death of his mother. Officials in his upstate village of Kenajahari see it very differently. To them, the pig is a farm animal Flat is harboring in the village illegally. <laughs> Flat, 54, bought a fixer-upper home. Bacon. Yeah. <laughs> bought a fixer-upper near the business center of the village 
with plans to remodel it and maybe open a restaurant on part of the ground floor. He also has two dogs and two cats. I'm going to pause right here. The dogs and the cats couldn't have couldn't have been like, you know, the comfort animal. It had to be the 110 pound pig. Hmm. I'm just okay. saying, you know, you know, you know, when you go to those kinds of restaurants, you always kind of wonder about what the meat is. <laughs> Not unusual for cats and dogs to disappear in those areas, right? Flat Flat says the village is picking on his pig, which he says is clean and smart. Several of his neighbors have signed affidavits saying they like Ellie. Village Mayor Jeff Baker said the board has no comment while the court case is pending, but the attorney for the village wrote in a court filing that the pig is a potential public health hazard. She argued that if every citizen were openly to, were to openly scoff at the village zoning codes, we would live in a lawless society. <laughs> ESG scores are going to wear masks, right? I don't Solve it, it. it gets better, Dave, because the federal federal rules come in. Okay. Ellie's fate could hinge on federal housing guidance that says municipalities should provide a reasonable accommodation when a person can demonstrate an animal provides emotional support for a disability related need. Hmm. So he has to prove now that he's got a disability related need. Now, Flat's attorney argues that his clients meet the test. He says that Ellie allowed Flat to get off his medication and cope with his anxiety. I don't know. I think at this point, he just has to questions. grow a pair. I, I have questions. Yes. You're familiar with the AITA, uh, AITA idea, the, the format. Am I the a-hole here? Yeah. Yeah. I have had it with this emotional support animal BS. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just have. Yeah. It's your it's, ferret is not an emotional support animal. Mm -mm. Your snake is not an emotional support. I'm, I'm, I'm not barely buying this dog thing is an emotional support animal. Stop bringing your dog to home Depot and letting it take a crap in the middle of the aisle. Mm -hmm. It's actually happened to me the other day and then walking away because. Cause they're the ass. Right. So I'm not buying this emotional support animal. No, I, I, I don't either. That said, mm, I, I got to feel like a 110 pound pig would uh, render up quite nicely. Yeah. Yeah. Does How's Ellie tasting, man? Am I the, am I the a-hole? <laughs> so anyway, this story caught my eye just all around that, you know, between the local zoning laws and saying that, you know, actually having the attorney come out and say that, we would live in a lawless society if we didn't follow the zoning laws uh, to the, to now federal uh, federal regulation coming into play. And, and a guy with a 110 pound pig just left me saying WTF. Hey, this is Whitey. And this is Hank. And you can listen to our podcast, Two Pine Talk on all your favorite podcast sources. So come check it out where we talk about two beers and, and everything, a lot of stuff. <laughs> Listen to Two Pint Talk on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. So, Friar Rod, I yes, opened up my newspaper, my online newspaper recipe thing today. Saw a headline. Now, I did watch this week on the Olympics, this past week on the Olympics. Because today, as I remind everybody, is Sunday. It's a new week. It was last week that I was watching the Olympics. <laughs> I tried to watch the gold medal game, U.S.-Canada, women's. But I literally got... I don't want to say I got distracted, but the coverage was so bad that I just couldn't take it. Yeah. So I turned it off. I did watch the team ski jumping finals. Okay. Which was wonderful, except that the wind was really bad 
And so nobody was hitting the K point. I mean, like three jumpers that, that hit <laughs> beyond the K point. And, you know, I was like, well, and the announcers were talking about how bad this was. And they wouldn't say it because, you know, the West Taiwanese get upset when you criticize the venue. Oh yeah. That they spent billions of yuan building. Yeah. But whoever designed that ski jump did not take local wind conditions into consideration. <laughs> really which is important when you're in the air right you want the wind behind you when you're in the air not in front of you yeah but apparently nobody told him that so he designed it as this great chinese symbol of something or other because they they showed the rendering drawings and they were talking about this chinese mythology and how this whole thing represents that and and the guy said and then they pointed it into the wind <laughs> they pointed it into the wind. Anyway, so I did watch that. That was, you know, because okay. again, ski jumping, I like. That was pretty much it. I did not watch these skaters, did not okay. watch the Russian skater who fell. Because yeah. from what I hear, what I read, the commentators, forgive me if I've gotten there. Tara Lipensky, is that one of them? Yes. And Johnny Mark, Weir. Some, Johnny Weir literally had nothing to say while she was skating. They were dead. Silent. Of course, because they were, they came out really against even letting her skate if she's under investigation for doping. Right. And when she was done, Lipinski's comment was, we shouldn't have seen this skate. Yeah. Which makes for scintillating television. I'm just, you know, I didn't watch it, but I did read about it afterwards <laughs> on a story that was headlined the Olympics have become a funeral and the way the headline was written and the picture that was shown, you kind of got the impression that somebody actually died and it's become a funeral. So I clicked on it because that's what you do. And I started reading it and it was all about how these Olympics are just more abundant and nobody cares. In fact, they were calling for the NHL. I didn't know this. The NHL has been arguing with the Olympics for the last 20 years about sending Olympic, sending pro hockey players yes. to the Olympics because it's right in the middle of their season. But we don't want to shut down our season for two weeks, send people over there, blah, blah, blah. And so the Olympics have been saying, no, we're more important than the NHL. Yeah. And the NHL has basically said, no. Not anymore. Not. Yeah. And. So now they're talk. They're actually seriously calling to move ice hockey to the summer games, <laughs> so that they can have an NHL. Anyway, this whole story is about how they, how the Olympics have just literally become a funeral. They're they're so dead. They're so. And this isn't the Tokyo Games where you know you couldn't yeah. have crowds in, so mm-hmm. it was deflating, but it was still interesting. Yeah, it, it, this is just not even interesting. The player the. The players on the teams aren't up to standards. The, the, the competition itself has been. The U S has been doing horribly. Right. And to top it all off, something called the ROC is winning all the medals. The Russian Olympic committee. Right. Which is not Russia because Russia has been banned from the Olympics. Yeah. But the Russian Olympic committee has not been. So everybody's looking. All the athletes go underneath that banner. Right. Everybody's looking at this going. Wait, what? Yeah. It's as confusing as, as ESGs. I mean, it's just like, so these people cheated. Their country got banned. But they're still competing. But they're still competing under the, the yeah. Russian Olympic Committee. And everybody is supposed to take this seriously. Anybody is supposed to take it seriously. And this goes back to what I was saying about Americans and mm-hmm. all this crap happening. We all know it's ridiculous, but can this really be happening? And yes, it really is. And so anyway, it's all about how the Olympics have become a funeral, which, you know, West Taiwan, man, they put the, they put the F U in funeral. Yeah. Managed. Yeah. Curling is still awesome though, man. Have you seen the men's team? Yeah. They're men. They're manly men. Yeah. Nice, nice hair flowing mullets and tattoos. And the last game I saw that we were getting our butts kicked though. Did we, uh, did we recover Thursday? We lost the, it was today's semifinal. Yeah, because today's Sunday. Sunday. They lost the semifinals, so they're actually going to be going for, they'll have, they'll have gone for the bronze, and I must have missed that one. <laughs> must have. Because we don't know what happened yet. 
Well, we'll keep an eye on it. Maybe we'll maybe we'll go back and catch some newspaper articles and see what yeah. see what's going on. Maybe because we were busy with conspiracy theories and ESGs and other yeah. stuff, so we may have missed. It. Should get Bill Book, Bill Mick in here because I'm sure he knows. He yeah, he probably does. Probably probably right on top of that, but that's where it goes. Anyway, so the the Olympics have become a funeral. So good news is they're almost over, which means that Russia can go ahead and invade Ukraine, and we can get on with that, yeah. which is the next scheduled nonsense that we have to, to deal with. Yeah. On that note, please like, share, download, rate, and review the show. And remember... Especially if you're in West Taiwan. Right. Remember, nobody has a higher ESG than we do. Yep. Just, just can't, cannot be achieved. Cannot even be charted. That's good. I'm Rabbi Dave. And I'm Friar Rod. <laughs> this has been... What the frock? <laughs>